California Adventures blog, and we have Laura Stall with us today uh, at KomoriCon 2021. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I believe you have the first question. You take it. Okay, so um, the first question I had involves your IMDb mini biography. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So when we were researching uh, for mm. uh, for today, we were yeah. looking. We're, we we saw this and we we're like. What is this read? What am I looking at? So, how did you find out that you could even write your own IMDb oh. <laughs> biography? And how did you come up with that gem? Oh, man. Well, see, it all kind of started... Before I got into to voiceover, I would do, uh, like, regional theater plays and things like that. And, and um, I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever done any sort of theater, but they'll always ask, we need a we need a bio from you, we need a bio from you. And it's always the same thing. Such and such is so excited to be playing such and such and so and so in this thing. And you might know them from this thing or that thing or that thing over there. They went to school for, they did, th- and it all feels very formulaic for me and it kind of made me want to rip my face off. So, <laughs> um, so for uh, one of the plays that I was in when they asked for a bio and I was like, oh gosh, I was chatting with the the director. They're like, you can just write whatever you want. And I was like, you have made a grave error, my friend. (laughs) So I came up with that. And then um, I, you know, as an aspiring actor, you you get like IMDb Pro or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or uh, my first IMDb credit I received and, and I saw it and and you you can go in and edit and, and like because you, you you should add your own photos and things especially mm-hmm. when you're first starting if you don't have you know people already doing it for you and so I thought I can edit my bio so I did <laughs> and somehow I still get to work <laughs> um, my I I don't tell my agent that's my bio. <laughs> Your secret saver. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh if anybody who, who's watching, go ahead and just look at my IMDB and check out my bio. Um it's all true. <laughs> I, I I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if it's on the internet, it must be real, right? Oh totally. Oh uh, totally true facts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing a read off on your biography is a no go. I mean, if you want, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? <laughs> You're an interview, man. Oh. <laughs> do we have time? I think we do. I mean, you can edit this, right? <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. All right. Wait, are you, are you have it up already? Yeah, I got it up. That's you. Oh, gosh. I, I haven't read this in a minute. Oh, no. What am I going <laughs> Okay. So, my, my IMDb bio reads as such. Once upon a time, in a magical island kingdom, the goddess of music and artistic freedom wept for the beauty of a triple bacon cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> One of her crystal tears softly landed in the smile of a Venus flytrap. On the next full moon, the carnivorous plant exploded in a fiery ball of glitter and popcorn, and Laura Stahl was born. Yep, that's science. Um, she spent her childhood fighting crime and making blanket forts until one day she recognized her true calling, making strange faces while pitch- uh, pitching noises while high-pitched noises emanate from her majestic voice box. Who did I think I was? (laughs) 
So after bidding all of her beloved tropical forest critters a bittersweet farewell, Laura enlisted the, enlisted the help of her lifelong friend Falcor the Luck Dragon to fly her to the <laughs> mythical land of Reseda, California, <laughs> where she follows her life purpose even to this day. Uh, Brilliant. Who am I? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> if, if I still have any fans after this, I think you just got more fans. <laughs> 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 oh man All right. I did that that's my fault yep I went to school alright <laughs> so tell me there's another question please oh god oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah. you covered there yeah. okay. so you were uh, Aaron Fitzgerald you originally played uh, uh Valentine and Guilty Gear yes it took over as Ramothal and Strive yes given uh, the development from Fitzgerald, to you, do you think uh, her characters evolve more throughout the storyline and throughout the series? Um, I think characters that are long-standing can't help but to evolve, really. Um, no matter how many incarnations they go through, no matter how many uh, actors they might uh, have portraying them, there is an evolution to a character simply just because of uh, the world around it. I think a character is far more defined by the way that it is perceived by the masses more than the character just existing by itself because a character just being in a book that's never been read is, is nothing. Right. But if you consume the, the, the media, either the movie or the book or the, either the manga or the anime or the, the, the video game, whatever it is, however that character impacts you defines that character far more to me. So the way that Ramathal began and the way that it, the impact that she had at that point and the way that she's evolved up to now. Cause I know that she started out as kind of like a big bad sort of deal. Now she's sort of getting a little bit more into the humanity of existence and having relationships and what that all means and the crush and friends and all that. Um, goodness, she's changed, you know? So, um, and I'm, I'm super excited to see where guilty gear takes her and what's, what's going to happen next. As a follow-up question, do you actually have time to actually play like any of the characters you portray, or like? Oh golly, not right now. <laughs> as much as I would like to, um, especially like Ramlethal and uh, some of my characters from Genshin Impact, uh, I haven't had time to like sit and like play a game or watch a show for fun in a little while. And I'm very grateful for that. Don't get me wrong; I've been very, very busy, and 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 that's super fortunate because I definitely remember when it wasn't. And that was scary. <laughs> and, um, you know, having come from, like, the starving artist land and then to, like, this this embarrassment of riches, i.e. a very full schedule where basically all every breath is kind of scheduled. <laughs> um, it's been a huge change. I would love to have some more time to just kind of chill out and, like, enjoy what I have done and, and see where that's come from and how it's all come together with the other voice actors because... I don't know if you saw, but that cast list is stacked. Like, I feel very, like, privileged to be there. I'm like, really? I get to sit with these kids? At the cool kids' table? That's awesome! How did I fool people into letting this happen? I mean, but it's, uh, it's, and um, that cast in particular is fantastic alone, let alone a lot of the other things that I've gotten to play in. And um, I think, I mean, as much as I enjoyed portraying the characters, getting to see them interact and see how that really elevates everything all together, like the finished product is yeah. just like, oh, mwah, delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 
Oh, we're right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, I actually went to your panel with uh, Billy Kamitz and Robbie Damon earlier today. I'm so today. sorry. <laughs> it was so chaotic. <laughs> well, I was actually one of the folks who came up to ask a question. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so you played naive T cell, yes. uh, baby cancer cell, mm -hmm. and one of the voices of the platelets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, given that today's climate, especially in the midst of the pandemic, mm -hmm. how shocked are you to find how accurate and relevant it is today to today's? Uh, uh, climate today with I mean it's I think it's sort of uncanny uh, art imitates life and life imitates art so much you know like there's always those memes about how like the Simpsons predict the future like <laughs> you know you've seen those right and um, it's while I, I would like to say it's a huge surprise it's it's sort of not it makes sense and I'm I'm kind I'm very grateful to be a part of a, a show that is so deeply educational and that stayed so faithful to the science that we have as, as, as of right now, um, simply because I think throughout the course of this pandemic, I have grown to really, really value education and learning and science and, and, and critical thinking. Um, I think those are some of the things that are really carrying us through or that will carry us through to the end of this thing. Um, it is, I mean, it's uncanny, but I don't want to. I, I couldn't say that I'm necessarily shocked. Does that make sense? No, of course. Okay. I mean, but I'm really happy for your answer because it warms my nurse educator heart. Oh. Actually. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being here. By the way, uh, no. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this has been this has been quite a ride, huh? <laughs> um, it has. Um, it, has, it was actually my first year working as a registered nurse oh since gosh. the beginning of the pandemic. So. What an opening, right? Bit of a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> so well done. Huh. Appreciate it. No, well done with you, with everything that you do. Oh, gosh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just make cartoons and stuff. You That's know? cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, before I go any further, have you seen all of Squid Game? I've not seen Squid Game. Okay, so okay, so I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but I, oh, I just want in general because given how like how Ray in Promised Neverland he trains both meta, uh, mentally and physically, yeah. do you think that he could survive all the games and win all that prize money? I kind of think he could. <laughs> I kind of think he could because I mean, especially like especially season one, Ray. <laughs> so yeah, season one, Ray Ooh. in particular because in, in season two, like I'm not want to spoil anything. Most people have probably seen it by now, but like. In season two, Ray, he's gone through this transformation. He, he kind of becomes a little bit of a daddy pants. You know what I mean? Wait, this is season like, two? <laughs> <laughs> Listen! <laughs> camera's still on, babe. <laughs> but, uh, season one, Ray, in particular, he uh, he's willing to make any sort of sacrifice he needs to to make sure whatever needs to happen will happen. I think it would get to the point, like, he could either survive and win the, and win the cash prize, mm -hmm. or he would play the game as such to make sure who he wanted when. you know what i mean yeah no definitely he'd be like i'm good bye and then it's like but you can move on so that's i think what would happen so you played one of the lucky girls out of random girlfriend that being mommy ah yes <laughs> <laughs> do you think like out of all the girls that uh mommy was actually the better fit for uh yeah <clears throat> kazuya oh man 
That camera's rolling. I get, <laughs> how, 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 how truthful should I be? No, it's kidding. Be um, really, go, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, we are unfiltered but, here. Honestly, Kazuya, I think, needs some alone time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Okay. Yes. Listen. Listen. All right. Kazuya, he's, he's, at heart, he's a good bean, but this, this, this little boy needs to think a little less about what other people are thinking about him, and a little less about getting something, <laughs> and a little bit more about self-improvement, um, and that's also to say, I think, uh, well, okay, playing mommy, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there, so my whole deal with when I played mommy, I loved playing it, right, I, I loved the show, it was a lot of fun, it was quite the experience. Um, so when I, I auditioned for the show, and <laughs> I'll tell you, I read for I read for mommy and I, and I read for the lead. Um, and uh, all I remember from the sides from mommy is that it said uh, manipulative. I know that's what it said like it had other things too, but like that's what it said. And I was like, oh, okay, so I understand what that kind of is supposed to be. And I read for the role. I got cast as the role, and then they told me quite immediately that, like, oh, by the way, can we have a headshot we're going to announce? And I was like, oh, okay. So I just sent them a headshot thinking it would be in a few weeks or whatever. Almost immediately, they announced. I had not done a single session yet. Oh, I hadn't wow. even begun production, but I received, they, they announced the, the cast list. I was like, oh, wow, that was fast, but okay, here we go. Um, I got some very interesting fan mail calls. Oh, no. Uh, well, like, Listen, people get very, very passionate about their characters, right? And they also get very, very passionate about hating certain characters. <laughs> okay, guys, chill. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. I know, I know. But, like, it was really funny because it, it ha- the, the announce happened on my birthday. So instead of, like, happy birthday, I was like, I hope you die. And I was like, whoa, okay. Oh wow. Yeah, people got really, really upset. And they are like, she's trash. You're trash. How could you play such a horrible character? And I was like, whoa. I hadn't read the manga. I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea what I was in for yet or who she really was. I was like, whoa, what did she do? Did she kick every puppy? Like, what happened? Like, I wasn't sure. Um, and once I got to actually learn about the character and, and get introduced to her and see what her her the way her insides were working and the, what she was going to do I feel like oh, this is going to get me hate I feel like she's a bit misunderstood I think just in, in general she seems like a very young and impressionable and sweet girl with low self esteem I felt I felt like she she what she really wanted was to be chased when she broke up with him, in the, excuse me, spoilers. She breaks up with him in the beginning. I think she thought that he was going to come back and beg for her, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah and then, that. and then all of this other stuff happens, and she's like, "But what? Ha!" And then so she's playing the the uh, comparison game, and that's where a lot of this all stems from. And I think all of us, in one way or another, whether it's with relationships or whatever, can identify with comparing yourself with someone else and fi- feeling like maybe you're not good enough or not understanding how one thing turns out to another and feeling like you're not getting the fair shake. I feel like we can identify with that. And I think especially young, some young folks or some, some people who don't have as much experience can feel like they are owed or get kind of upset or bitter or do things that maybe they'll regret later on uh, in the heat of being upset by such and such thing happening. Um, so I was like, Oh, poor mom. 
<laughs> but um, I think I think everybody in that show could stand to have like I don't know a good year to themselves with some self exploration <laughs> mentally. That's how I feel about Randy Girlfriend. Please don't hate me. That's okay. okay. <laughs> if you hate the character, don't hate the actor. Laura Stoll is a treasure. Oh, thank you. So, like, like, uh, just one follow- one final follow up question yeah, for yeah, that, yeah. like. Do you think like uh, what the fans are at least like? Consider <laughs> we just talked about the fans. Do you think the dislike for mommy is like warranted at all? I reason? think um, a lot of the the vitriol and hatred for mommy can comes from a kind of a vulnerable place. Uh, we we all have you know when we enjoy media, we can all we all have our OTPs, right? And and when we see something that is threatening something that we hold very dear our kin characters and all that other stuff it, it can get a little it can get very personal for some especially over the course of the pandemic i think people have gotten so close to some of their media it's kind of been something that's carried us through escapism has been a huge huge part of balancing this whole new world that we're all kind of in and um gosh it's just it is what it is it's there are certain extents where it you can say that it's warranted because she does she does some things that are unfair but i don't think anybody necessarily even if they are maybe a bit antagonistic it means that they deserve cruelty sometimes we can be the most cruel when we are in the most in pain right right yeah. um and i think a lot of that stems from a painful place for a lot of the our uh, our fans cuz and that's something that I'm, I'm grateful for is like the fans identifying with the story. That's huge. I'm glad to know it. I'm glad to know that people are so passionate. I'm glad to know that they, they care so much about what they've seen and that they identify with it because it's a human experience. And that's really what I'm kind of in this for is, is being a big part of the human experience and, and, and being able to be a piece of a, at least a little piece of as many stories as I can. I think we have one final question for yeah. you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go take it. Um, so we talked about, you talked about ta- uh, stack cast earlier with mm-hmm. that Would You Strive, um, but there's another stack cast you're a part of oh. uh, with Neil Patrick Harris and David Tennant uh, for Netflix uh, series Eden. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel to be part of that cast? Oh my gosh, well, see, I, I'm not necessarily a part of the cast because I, I adapted the script. Oh yeah! So I wrote the words that they were going to say, and I didn't. I found out it was, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. Um, I was terrified. <laughs> I uh, when I found out that I was going to be writing this, um, it was it was very whirlwind because they were like, "Hey, we need this movie, and we need it yesterday." And I was like, "Okay." Um, I was like, "What do you mean?" And uh, they're like, "Okay, so we need these reels." When you're writing a film, they cut it into reels when you're uh, for anime. So it'll be like a 20, 25, 29-minute chunk at a time that you're writing. And they'll send you the next bit and the next bit until it's finished. And that's how they record it as well, unless they have the whole thing. And then they'll be like, all right, let's go. Um, they piece that out into, I think, three or four different reels. And they're like, you have maybe two days on each reel. Usually wow. you have, like, between... I mean, it depends on the studio and everything, but for, like, 22 minutes of, of video, you usually have between, like, four days to a week to complete. Um, I had less than that. Uh, so I was like, ah, go! And uh, this 
this show was was gorgeous. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of it, but um, it's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful show. And uh, the the animation is very particular. The the lip flaps. They they were like, all right. So when we do this, we really want you to pay attention to the shapes of the mouths, and in particular for this one. And those were really particular because of the three D animation, and they were gorgeous. But I was like, what vowel fits there? <laughs> ah, it was it was um, definitely a head scratcher. And then as I was in the, the the process of writing, I started to find out some of the the castmates. So I found out that Neil Patrick Harris was going to be in it, and I found out that David Tennant was going to be in it, and I found out. A few other people who were pitched for it and who they didn't know who they were going to cast. Like, it might be this person, it might be this person. I'm not going to list them here, but um, I was like, uh, brain dead. <laughs> like, all of these fantastic artists that I have admired for years. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and David Tennant's my doctor. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and and Neil Patrick Harris and, and and Rosario Dawson, I think she was yeah, and like they just just like I was like they're gonna see what if I make a typo? <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't know. And to be honest, my uh, confidence is about a bit stronger with my acting than my writing, because I started that afterwards. So I'm like I still felt like I was finding my feet and finding my voice and I wanna make sure I was doing everything correctly. And, and it sounded good and the story was portrayed and all those other things because you've got so many plates in there when you're, when you're writing as opposed to like, I'm an actor. I play this character right now. All I have to think about is this one. But when you're writing it, you have to think about the entire story. You have to think about who each character is, how each character feels about the character they're talking to, how, and what the translation is, what they're trying to convey in the original Japanese. How can you make that happen over here and make sure that it fits the rhythm and the lip flaps and the, it's, it's a big puzzle. And it's easy to not do it right. <laughs> Sorry, I can I feel that. Laura, we really do appreciate your time. Is there any way uh, anyone watching can get a hold, uh, like, find you or these? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you can find me on the usual social meets. I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Laura underscore stall. Um, I'm on Instagram, at Laura stall altogether. L-A-U-R-A-S-T-A-H-L. Um, I think I'm on TikTok, same thing as the Instagram. And I mean, that's, that's mostly where you can find me or at your local convention. If you request me, that's helpful. We're like, <laughs> we're like vampires. We can't go unless they ask, man. It's like, please let me in. <laughs> and as you know, things continue to open up. I'm, I'm really excited to get in touch with the fans again. Cause that's what this is all about. Yes. Laura Stahl, thank you so thank much you for so your much time. Thank you so much. I hope that went okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, what better next it was a lovely time.